Hello and welcome! I'm Joanna Junak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. Latin American regulation of smoking and vaping varies significantly from country to country. Which countries are the worst and best for vapors? We asked this question to Ignacio Leiva, a multimedia journalist and founder and president of AsoVape Chile. Hello Ignacio, thank you for joining us today. Hello, thanks you for inviting me here. Can you tell us more about countries with the most problematic smoking and vaping regulations? Actually, in Latin America, we have uh, many different problems. If we are talking about the most problematic ones are the ones that are having a ban over vaping right now. And that will be Argentina, Brazil, Mexico and Uruguay. They have some difference between them. In the case of Mexico, uh, it has been a very, very long fight, and maybe it's the most difficult to understand. On 2008, there was, a, in the general law of tobacco, there was an article that said that this law applied to tobacco products, but also to products that looks like tobacco products. So for a long time, there was a discussion if vaping was part of this, um, of this law. Finally, in 2010, COFEPIS, that it's the government uh, part that it's involved in this, defined that or decreed that uh, vaping was under this, um, this article, that it's the 16 slash 6, uh, making a totally ban on products uh, of vaping. Anyway, on 2020, there was a presidential degree that put uh, a total ban over e-cigarettes and heating tobacco devices because they couldn't put a ban over the heats, like the little cigarettes. It was inconstitutional, so they put a ban over the devices for using the heating uh, cigarettes. Anyway, in the same uh, year, there was a counter decree from the president and banning the uh, heating devices, but it continued the ban over vaping products, liquids, and accessories. In 2021, the Supreme Court in Mexico declared this decree unconstitutional because it was affecting the, um, the rights of the users. Um, but very soon after that, on 31 of May of 21, uh, there came a second presidential uh, decree banning again the e-cigarettes, um, even if the court supreme said that it was unconstitutional. That resolution goes to the first um, presidential decree, so they just put another one, and that is what it's ruling now in Mexico. And is there any association in Mexico that is working to change the situation? Actually, yes, there are two very important associations. Actually, there are three, but there are two that are more old. The first one is Provapeo Mexico, that it's uh, only of consumers. 
Um, it's a being leaded by Roberto Sussman and sorry. Um, Oh my God, I, I will go back because I'm thinking about the name of the second association that it's Mexico y el Mundo Vapea, um, that it's led by Juan Jose Sirion. That one is a mixed association. And Juan Jose Sirion is the one that have led most of these uh, amparos, this width of protections. Um, and they have been working very, 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 very hard in in the parliament, going back to the, the person of um, Probabeo Mexico, uh, Tomaso Gordman, who is a very active lawyer, have talked many times in front of the Congress, the deputies and the senators, making a very, very hard work there. There is also a third association that it's only about, uh, um, it's only from the industry, that it's called, Old vape, and there are three associations working toward uh, trying to move this improvising situation. You mentioned Argentina and Brazil. Can you tell us more about the situation there? Argentina also have a full ban of importation, import, trade, and advertisement. It um, started on 2011. It was an administrative provision declared by Dan Matt that it's the side of the state that have to do with this kind of stuff. It was, as many others, based in the lack of scientific evidence, but we're talking about 2011 and now we're in 2023 and we know that there is no lack of evidence um, right now. This resolution was uh, ratified on 2016. And it's maybe Argentina, it's uh, the best example how these prohibitions can really make blow the black market. In Argentina, you have a very big informal market. They don't like to be called black market. Um, mainly coming from Paraguay, the products. Um, there are, in Argentina now, there are online jobs, they are um, specialized physical jobs that they are hidden. They are kind of secret, but you can, if you're a user, you can go to them and you will find a job like in any other country of Europe or in the parts of Latin America where it's not banned. Um, a lot of commerce through Facebook. Argentina have a very aged um, community. They normally are around 30 and 55. That's why Facebook, it's the main um, social media that they use to get their product. And for some time up to now, you can find uh, easily disposable cigarettes in the normal uh, in the formal market, not only in bait shops. There is a lot of misunderstanding of what it's a disposable. Some people don't know that they are even banned, so you can find it somewhere, sometimes in supermarkets, in gas stations, and places like that. 
for the users, it's very easy in Argentina to get access to, to the products. Brazil was one of the first ones to fall down. Um, maybe only Paraguay had first some movement over regulations, but the um, health agency of Brazil, that it's called ANVISA, on 2009, um, make a decree uh, that forbidden the import trade and advertisement. Um, in this case, also, it was based in the principle, uh, in the precautory principle, because of the lack of evidence in harms of e-cigarettes and also in the efficiency. Also, and it's strange, even if it's very, very old uh, decree, uh, they put also as a point to make this uh, full ban over e-cigarette, the guides of ACTC, the Framework Convention on Tobacco. The funny stuff that not even now there is something about vaping on the FCTC, but Brazil used it in that times as one of the reasons to ban the cigarettes. This um, legislation or resolution uh, needed to be revised. They are they are being reviewing this um, stuff from 2018 until now, and badly all seems to point that the ban won't be lifted and maybe during the end of this year or next year, uh, they will just um, confirm that the ban in Brazil will continue. Anyway, this is another country where the black market have grown in the black or informal market have grown a lot. They also have um, online jobs, specialized jobs that are hidden or they are secret. Um, social medias and also you can find disposable cigarettes in the normal market. It will depend on the state. Brazil is very huge. There are states where it's more difficult and there are states where um, the authorities are not that strict. But in general, you will be able to find it that it's not difficult for the users to get the devices. Where else are we seeing barriers to vaping? In the case of Uruguay, um, it was in 2009 too, but it was through a presidential decree. Um, same prohibition that all the other countries import trade and publicity and advertisement. It was also based in the lack of evidence and in Uruguay, it's a little harder for the users to access to the product. Most of the market, it's based on social medias. The old users have connections to get the products, but the new users have it really hard to find products and Anyway, the black market, it's growing its time more. And something funny from this, uh, in the case of Argentina and, and Brazil, most of the black market came from Paraguay, 
in case of uh, Uruguay, it's divided where the black market get the things from, and it's from Paraguay, Argentina, and Brazil. So these two countries that also have a total ban, it's the way to put the product inside of Uruguay. What really shows that banning the product, it's not only not a solution for the users, it's not a solution for the governments because they are losing the option to get the taxes of this very important um, business. Let's go now to countries like Costa Rica, Panama and Ecuador. Can you briefly summarize their regulations? What differences in vaping clause do you see in each of them? Yeah, it's um, they were having a very healthy, in a way to say, it, industry with jobs that were working, uh, respecting the law. But in some moment, the taxes went crazy up to 300%. Just to have an idea, in most of the countries of the world, you access to a bottle of 60 mLs, to this kind of bottles of liquid, for around 12 euros, depending on the country. In Ecuador, now you can access in shops for 12 euros, but the normal price for the shops to this kind of product, it's seven euros. If they were willing to pay all the taxes that they need to pay, the adding what the shops need to earn to continue living, in Ecuador, you will need to pay like 30 euros for one bottle. And that's impossible for the users, it's impossible for the jobs. And if you go to Ecuador now, you can access for 12 euros what it's chose that no one is paying the taxes because it's impossible to get that prices unless you are using very bad uh, clones of liquids with, made with who knows who. And it has moved the normal industry to kind of informal or illegal, not to set black market immediately. It's like more um, running from the taxes, but also in the same way, the black market, not only in vaping, also in tobacco, have grown like um, a lot. It's amazing the amount of uh, black market of cigarettes and e-cigarettes that it, it, it's affecting uh, Ecuador now. And the government, as I told you, and that's the most scary part, it's turning the face around and saying, oh, we're so successful that we are putting down the amount of people smoking. But the only thing that they are looking, it's the amount of people or industry that is paying taxes while you can buy cigarettes, um, normal cigarettes in the streets for a quarter of the price that you paid in the real market. Part two of our interview with Ignacio Leiva discussing Latin American countries' vaping regulations will air next Tuesday on 21st of March on GFN TV.